You're listening to the Weekend Sport Podcast with Jason Pine from Newstalk ZB. To golf we go. Team Europe just four points away from victory over Team USA after two days of three at golf's Ryder Cup in Rome. Yeah, Tommy Fleetwood now enters the stage. He went through the green. He's up on a hill to the left here on 16. And he just tried to chop it out of that rough and did it brilliantly. It's in! with a two. Europe has won this hole. The USA still ahead. Now two up with two to play. So Team Europe are on ten and a half points. Team USA on just five and a half points. Europe dominated the morning session. Uh, the alternate shot foursomes winning 3-1 to extend their lead to nine and a half, two and a half. But the US took the final session 3-1. Patrick Cantlay and Wyndham Clark grabbing the final point of the day for Team USA. So Team Europe need just four points from tomorrow's 12 singles matches to regain the Ryder Cup. No side has come from five points back on the final day to win the Ryder Cup in the event's 96-year history. Russell Hargraves is in Rome covering the Ryder Cup for Talk Sport. He joins us now. Russ, thanks for taking the time. I want to start in the car park, which is a sentence I don't think I've ever started a sporting interview with. But there was a heated exchange involving Rory McIlroy and one of the US caddies in the car park afterwards. What happened and, and, and what led to this? This is just a remarkable, remarkable story, to be fair with you. So Patrick Cantlay, of course, ended up draining that brilliant winning putt to beat Rory and Matt Fitzpatrick. Cantlay alongside Wyndham Clark on the last. And I know we'll come back to some golf and some actual chat about what happened on the course in a bit. But all of this, of course, relates to what has been just an unbelievable, unbelievable day. So reports basically that Patrick Handley was wearing no cap over the course of the tournament because basically it's in protest because he wants to be paid to be there and play in the Ryder Cup, which none of the players are actually doing. There's money made for charity and so on, but nobody is paid to actually represent their team at the Ryder Cup. It's so special. It stands in its own rights. Anyway, he's denied that since, saying, no, my cap simply doesn't fit. But I think there's no smoke without fire. There's a real feeling that Patrick Cantlay probably has done some kind of one or two-man protest with his mate Xander Shoffley, because also he missed the pre-tournament team practice, didn't go to that. And also, even though he was pictured in the photo, didn't actually attend the gala dinner uh, in the build-up to the tournament either. There's a fair bit going on here, and Cantlay obviously isn't happy. So anyway, fans then goaded Cantlay all day by basically waving their caps and coming up with some brilliant songs and kind of weighing in and having a go at him for the fact he was capless. So anyway, his caddy, Joe LaCarver, then did exactly that randomly to Rory McIlroy on 18 after his man had holed that part, ran up to Rory and ran across his line as well because he had the chance to maybe re-hole and tie the match. So Rory takes massive exception to A, this idiot of a caddy waving a cap in his face, B, the fact he's running on his line line and the rest of the US team start waving their caps as well Shane Larry and Justin Rose take umbrage at that respond and run back out that was what happened on 18 at the end of the match and then spilling over clearly there's a big issue here so Rory's unhappy uh, LaCarva maybe is part of the Caddies Union we're not really sure in terms of how exactly Jim Bones Mackay is the one specifically now of course with Justin Thomas got 
those last pictures are Rory and JT's caddy having a very, very heated exchange. And I think you can hear the words from Rory, get him off the tour, comes out at one point during it. And eventually, again, same mate, Shane Lowry, pulls him away and on we go. So is that a fair synopsis of why we're there? It's just been bonkers. It's been mental all about over the last few hours. Absolutely extraordinary, yeah. And and as you say, that's all at the back end of the day. Um, I mean, that's a huge storyline, Russ. But what were the other storylines on day two? Because after day one, in fact, can I start on day one just quickly? Why were the US so poor on day one? So the infighting, potentially because of this Cantley situation, emerged as a possible Cantley and his mate Xander Shoffley appear, according to the initial report that broke today, to have kind of isolated themselves away from the rest of the squad because of their stance on not being paid for the Ryder Cup. We don't know if that's right. As I say, Cantley has denied it since, and so is his agent, but not massively denied some of the backdrops to it, just side of things and there's also kind of a report that Cantlay's maybe unhappy at the fact Brooks Kepler yeah. is getting paid three to five million US dollars to be there by Live Golf so Kepka alone is almost being paid by his employer to be there and represent his tour at the Ryder Cup and apparently Cantlay's unhappy about that who knows so anyway there's that possible reason of course don't forget the US captain Zach Johnson last night our time mooted illness within the camp which all seemed a little bit weird and crazy. Apparently Ricky Fowler was the most sick, didn't play at all today, but was then seen smoking and chilling out and playing on the range and obviously then, you know, hanging out and watching all of the action with his family and the other players and wives today. So I don't know. There's a few possibilities going around, but ultimately for me, they just did not play well. They were outplayed on the course, outthought captaincy-wise by Luke Donald against Zach Johnson. And I think probably a bit rabbit in the headlights of this incredibly fervent, passionate home atmosphere that we're seeing in Rome as well. The home fans are just absolutely on it. The chance they're coming up with are absolutely brilliant. Did the whole situation outstanding and um, we're loving absolutely every minute of it. Absolutely fantastic. All right, well, day two then. Um, Europe dominated the morning alternate shot foursomes, winning 3-1. They went out to 9.5, 2.5. Team USA needed a big afternoon and got one. What, what were the main storylines wrapped around day two? So I think we'll start with the morning foursomes where we saw Europe continue to really put that hammer down on the Americans. And the nine and seven shellacking that Victor Hovland, the, of course, FedEx Tour champion, and young Ludwig Ober gave Brooks Kepka and Scotty Scheffler. Nine and seven is our biggest as Europe ever win in the entire history of the Ryder Cup when it comes to foursomes. It was just brutal. The Americans managed to halve two holes and lost nine and it ended on the 11th. Kepka just looked completely disinterested and lost. Scheffler was actually crying by the end, and this guy is still the world number one nominally. So that absolute humping was one of the major stories. Wins again for McElroy and Fleetwood. That put Rory three from three at that point for Rahm and Hatton. Homer and Harmon, the Americans, finally won their first solo individual point of the entire Ryder Cup, because, of course, it was three halves and no outright wins on the first day. That was a story in itself that set things up for the four balls in the afternoon and to the americans credit they came back hard so burns and morikawa home 
win, both getting wins. And then fair play to Justin Rose and Bob McIntyre, the Scottish lefty. They stood up, stood tall and beat Thomas and Spieth to get another point on the board for Europe to just keep them at arm's length and keep that healthy lead. And of course, that set the stage for Rory and Fitzpatrick. Cantlay Clark looked like Rory and Matt were going to probably win that and give Europe an even bigger lead. But Cantlay, to his credit, despite the backdrop, everything we've talked about came back and birdied 16, 17 and that unbelievable part at 18 that led to the showdown. And for all of those reasons, they nicked that point at the end, keep it a bit closer, 11 and a half five and a half going into the singles yeah even so even with that fight back Russ no sides ever come back from five points back on the final day to win the Ryder Cup have they in the event's 96 year history so still a mountain to climb for the US uh, do we know who's playing who in the singles has the draw dropped yes it has so you're absolutely He's spot on on that first point. So we talk so much about the miracle at Medina here, uh, which was what, back in 2012? And that was a 10-6 deficit that somehow, away on enemy territory, Europe overturned. And obviously the likes of Justin Rose were absolutely key in that. And we will never forget it, but you're absolutely right. This is a further point gap. And I think it is asking too much. And yes, the Sunday singles are out. And in terms of the draw, of course, both captains kind of almost blind, put their numbers 1-12 to 12 into a hat. And then it's all kind of like... Put between the pair, we were so close to having McElroy and Cantlay actually playing each other. Oh. How incredible would that have been? Cantlay was listed at three by Zach Johnson in his list of 12, and Rory was listed at four by Luke Donald. So they have just missed each other. McElroy plays Sam Burns, he with the ridiculous hairdo with USA and the mullet kind of carved into it. Cantlay plays Justin Rose, absolute hero of the day, Ryder Cup legend. So can Rosie down Cantlay? We would love that. That would be a great story. And McElroy Burns will be fascinating just to run through it we open with John Rahm against Scotty Scheffler two of the world's top three players Rahm's been great Scheffler's been all at sea uh, Hovland against Morikawa so tour champion against another real quality player and just through the rest of it I think Matt Fitzpatrick Max Homer will be great Homer's been really really good for the Americans and Matt particularly on day one when he went six under through five in the afternoon with Rory there's been exceptional too Hatton Harmon will be punchy uh, Ludwig Aberg our brilliant young Swede again Kepka, that'll be nice. And it all concludes Stracker, Justin Thomas, Hoygaard, Schauffele, Larry Spieth, Fleetwood Fowler and McIntyre Clark. So fair bit of front loading from the skippers there. American need early points on the board. Points, points, points. Put some pressure on. That's how Europe did the miracle against Medina. Um, I'm not sure it's going to happen. I'm pretty confident that with Rahm, Hovland, Rose, McElroy, Fitzpatrick, Hatton as your first six... I'm pretty sure we'll get the three, three and a half points to halve and the four crucially to win that we need. I'm pretty sure that they will get that job done. Actually, let me get that right. The two and a half to halve and the three to win. I'm pretty sure we will do it. All right. Well, uh, it's a, it's still an intriguing final day in prospect. Just before you go, Russ, I mean, golf's a fairly civilised sport for the most part. You know, these players uh, play alongside one another on tours around the world every other week of the year. There seems to be some real... Yep heat some real tension at Ryder Cup time is that just what this this uh, event has become 
Yes, yes, I think it's a really good point. America seems to be very good at shooting themselves in the foot and having random fallouts. So this whole situation with Cantlay and Shoffley is a good example. And I forget when I was in Paris for the last home Ryder Cup five years ago because of COVID, there was reports that Kepka and Dustin Johnson, before he went to live, had fallen out on the plane on the way over and nearly come to blows. There always seems to be an issue there. So that's one thing I would say. And I think with the live sort of PJ to a DP World to a split, that's added extra animosity clearly coming into this one. No DeShambo, no DJ, these kind of guys there, and Kepka is the only representative. There's definitely tension still within the golfing ranks for an agreement and hopefully a resolution where it all in some way comes back together by December the 31st to get golf moving on the same page moving forward. I really hope that is the case. But I think the Ryder Cup as a whole, just the strange entity that is Team US and how hard they seem to find it to gel and that whole live backdrop are some of the reasons why this has been, you're right, very spiky, very ill-tempered. Because earlier in the tournament, of course, there was John Rahm and Brooks Kepka falling out where Kepka having lost, accused him of behaving like a, a child Basically, he was just, you know, pathetic and all that kind of stuff. That was pretty nasty. And, yeah, there's been a fair bit bubbling. Uh, and we shall see how much more explodes on that final day. And what also we finally learn and what truth we can find about some of the stories we've chatted that I'm sure will come out over the next few days, few weeks, a few months. Incredible. Russ, thanks so much for your comprehensive report and for staying up late for us as well. Russ Hargraves out of TalkSport wrapping a quite extraordinary day at the Ryder Cup, more for what happened afterwards, to be fair. The sight of Rory McIlroy and one of the uh, Team USA caddies, Jim Bones Mackay, uh, going at it in the car park afterwards. Just quite incredible. Uh, yeah, the final round of singles matches tomorrow. Team Europe in uh, pretty good shape, though, to regain golf's Ryder Cup. For more from Weekend Sport with Jason Pine, listen live to News Talk ZB weekends from midday or follow the podcast on iHeartRadio.